I just learned the best spell of all. What's that? Sleep. Welcome back to My Alchemical Bromance. This is Eric Arneson, and I am here today with Teresa Pridemore, who is the creator of the Portland Tarot and the Sovereign Oracle deck, and also the owner of brand strategy company Sovereign Spirit. Uh, Hi, Teresa. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Oh, it's my pleasure. I love talking to people who have created tarot decks, and I love uh, talking to weird people who live in Portland. So uh, (laughs) I'm definitely one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I want to tell you like the, the Portland tarot, like I love this deck. Uh, It's, it's, uh, it's just the major arcana, but it's these great like photo collage things. And then also (laughs) those four, like, or three or four, like bonus bridge cards, which I I really, really love. But, um, Thank the you. way I got this deck was kind of interesting, and it was I'm right around to hear. this time of year, probably in 2013 or 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, doing tarot readings every week at this little wine bar on Clinton Street called... Um, oh, God, I'm totally blanking on the name. The Press Club. Uh-huh. Oh, it, uh-huh. Yeah, so I was. it was a Friday afternoon. I was. I think I was like just setting up. And I saw a friend of mine, uh, Whitney Johnson, pull up. Whitney. So you know Whitney. Okay, so. I know Whitney, yeah. She was pulling up in her car, and uh, and I was like, what's Whitney doing here? You know, because she, she just had uh, she just had her kid. Like, like Lila was, mm-hmm. was strapped into the seat, into, like, the baby seat in the back or something like that. I'm probably mm-hmm. mixing up the dates totally, because... Lila was probably like one or two at the time. But uh-huh. uh, so I went outside to talk to her because she couldn't come inside with the baby. And she's like, Eric, you know, I, I got you this birthday gift. And I feel like what she said to me is like, this is a friend of mine that you met at some point. And and I was like, cool. Just sort of like, I totally remember who that is. But I don't know <laughs> that we ever actually met. But uh, mm-hmm. but I've really enjoyed this deck and oh, the, the artwork so on it and stuff. And I always look through here thinking to myself i wonder if i know that person I wonder if uh-huh. I know that person. so who knows if i do i we we may have met man it's been it's so it's it's crazy i feel like i've i am so social in this town in mm-hmm. a way that i i don't think i've ever quite been and so i feel like i've met amazing people and then i see them again like five years later and i think you're very familiar but yeah, I'm sure we had an amazing conversation, but my brain only has so much storage space. <laughs> it's very possible. You know, it was um, during that period of time I was being introduced to so uh, so many people all the time that it was just really, really hard to keep track of them all. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, 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 and it's it, it's it's a funny thing. You know, it's like I feel always feel so sad when I do forget someone, and then I'm my brain is rebooted, and I'm you know, slowly remembering when we met and the conversation we had. And I think, wow, like, really, I, I couldn't remember that. And like, well, no, you, you've probably met 300 people since then. It's not that surprising, I guess. Yeah. But I always wish I could. I wish I could because I, it, I'm, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we have met. But it's, I don't know for sure that we have either. So well, and I'm so excited to hear you like the deck. That is wonderful for me to hear. Well, we won't forget this time. 
Okay. <laughs> we okay. won't. Right. This is an unforgettable this is, time. This is it. <laughs> It'll yeah, be recorded it. for posterity. You know, 20 years <laughs> from now, somebody will be like, did you ever meet Eric Arneson? And you'd be like, no. <laughs> I don't know all that. Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, I'm, that, I'm so happy to hear that you enjoyed the artwork and that, that Whitney gave that to you is, is so wonderful. Um, adore her. She's so rad. Yeah, I haven't seen her in quite a while, actually. She... Um, she lived in my basement so she's a busy for lady. a few months. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 She's she's a busy lady. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, so yeah. The you were mentioning the artwork. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about how I created it because people always ask me how did you know how did you make the artwork and um, basically you know if some I'm sure that some people are just listening and so you could check it out online to to take a look but at, at the portlandtarot.com that's where mm-hmm. um the deck is listed but I photographed uh thousands of objects I the, the people in the cards I shot in my studio I didn't shoot them I photographed them in my studio um <laughs> Under controlled lighting. Uh-huh. I always hate it when I say that because I am like that. That does seem to have a, a multiple connotations. And uh, and then digitally composited them together, all the, the elements, and then did a bunch of, you know, digital painting and, and color adjustment to get everything feeling like it was in the same scene together. So it didn't look mm-hmm. quite as collaged, you know? Yeah. So... That was that was what I did there, and um, everyone I invited to be on a card had some kind of tie to the theme of the card, you know. So they were very intentionally chosen, uh, you know. Various they had various connections. Sometimes it was, um, you know, directly to the energy of the card or something related to the traditional imagery of the card. Um, it, it was really fun to explore that with each person. Everyone co- had some measure of co-creation with the, the individual card that they were in. And uh, yeah, it was really fun process. And I wish I had more time to finish the minors. I've only done a, a few cards in the minors so far. Uh-huh. And I basically need to take off a year to do it. You know, it's so much work. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, create, I mean, if you thought of a, just putting out a set of like uh, pips... Just a, kind of a plain pit. The yeah. only reason I haven't is because I, I do have a vision for yeah, all the miners. I guess I could see that. I, I should share with you one of the miners I made like a couple of years ago that it created a lifelong friendship. Actually. Oh, really? That <laughs> experience that created a lifelong friendship. It ended up getting me becoming a co-producer on a live show in Portland for a little while. Really? Because of one card that I created with who, my friend, uh-huh. now my friend. And... Um, but I, I can show you. I don't know. I don't know if anyone can see the visuals on this, but I can show you in a bit. And, you can show me and and if you like. Send me a picture of it. I can stick it in the show notes or something. Oh, perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah. So I, you know, I have created some miners, and my intention is to fully finish it. It just might take me, you know, five years to I get totally around understand. to it. Well, I mean, these, you know? these, uh, the artwork on these, like they, it's incredible collage work. I just want you Thank to know you. that. Like Thank I've you. seen a lot of collage decks and a lot of times they just really look like they look kind of hacky. Right. But, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. the amount of yeah. work that you. Well, sometimes they're like, soul. they're like soul collage, yeah. you know, like someone took the time and, and, and had fun doing these, collo- these collage decks. And then they're like, well, I might as well make a deck out of this. You know, right, this was right. really important and meaningful to me. And, you know, and plus the fact that I did it digitally, mm-hmm. it, 
gives me the ability to manipulate things in a way. I mean, Photoshop has been always been my my preferred tool, yeah. and I I've loved it, you know, since since early on. So it's funny that like if I were to try to sit down and paint a deck, I, I do like painting, but I would have a lot harder time than if I were to be able to work digitally. Mm-hmm. That's just my own of genius, you know, as far as uh, illustration work goes. Yeah, that so. makes sense. Yeah, and. Uh, oh yeah, so let's see the let's see the pip that you you were talking about. Do you have it? Oh, let's okay. see if I can find it here. We'll have to. Oh, I'm, I actually might have. I'm trying to see if I have a print handy that I can just grab. Um, oh, I'll find okay. it on my computer. Yeah. So while we're talking, but the you know another thing about this deck that I hear people say all the time is it's very it has a it's more positive or less scary than other decks, and that was intentional. Yeah. Like I really wanted people to feel like it was accessible to them um, if, if they had not done terror before because they were a little freaked out by the devil card or the death card. Yeah. You know? I, I didn't want to take the edge off of the tarot. Tarot definitely has a deepness. It's not all about light. It's about looking at shadow too, but um, I deliberately wanted it to feel a little more colorful and inviting so that people could use it for introspection and not be turned off by the dark. I want to talk to you about the death card then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, in the background you have the Vista Bridge, which is right. uh, you know like Portland's suicide bridge. Like, if you're a like if there's no. a scary yeah. thing in Portland, if there's a symbol in Portland that is like the most deadly, it's either being yeah. a pedestrian on Powell or the Vista Bridge. <laughs> and right, which not anymore because they have the chain link fence up to keep people from I've heard jumping. That it now, hasn't really but... helped, has it? Like. I actually don't know. I haven't been keeping tabs I, on that. I'm, I don't I think I was even really aware of the Vista Bridge portal. until I got your deck, and I saw that. Oh and I yeah. Think you you mentioned it in the um, in the in the little white book, or actually, I guess yours is a yeah, medium sized. Yeah, I do book. actually. Yeah. Call that out. So yeah. I looked it so, up, and I think that um, right after they put up the chain link fence, somebody climbed around the chain link fence, went out there, and committed suicide. Really? <laughs> so. Oh man, they were really yeah. committed to that. Well, it. And, you know, and I, it's not that I, it's something that I'm making right. light of. I just feel like that's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it definitely is part of our vocabulary. It is. It's like really thinking about, I mean, part of life, you know, thinking about death. And, you know, uh, in fact, I was working on, you know, trying to figure out how the bridges were metaphors for different things in mm-hmm. the deck. And, um, I, in the beginning of the project, I was considering collaborating with other artists to make some of the cards. And I started to go down that path uh, with a friend named Sam, uh, who's an incredible artist and illustrator. And he was coming up with a concept and we were talking it through. And he's the one who said, who brought up the Vista Bridge, mm-hmm. I think. And I thought, oh, that's brilliant. And then we ended up, you know, I ended up using some of the concepts that he had uh, pitched, but not. I ended up doing the artwork. We just, I don't remember why, but we chose not to work on it together. And, um, but I did incorporate his idea mm-hmm. into it. You know, it, it was really, I was like, and I got, there were a lot of moments like that where people were like, oh, what about this? Especially my co-writer, Jamie, who she found me on the internet for my failed Kickstarter, the Kickstarter, the first uh-huh. Kickstarter I did to try to fund the deck. And um, we hit it off and she jumped in to help me co-write the book and three days after talking to her on the telephone for the first time she calls me out of the blue and she says oh my god i've got this idea you need to do a weird card 
she she's in Florida. She doesn't even this live guy. in Portland, and she came up with the idea for the with weird the elephant card. on yeah. um, on Saint John's yeah. Bridge and a magic yeah. door. So that one's me. I'm in I'm oh, in that you? card. That's that cool was hair. mine. Yeah, that's my <laughs> pink hair. Back when I had pink hair constantly, and it's very. If you're a Doctor Who fan, you'll see that you'll feel that it's a little Whovian oh, yeah. without being directly like it's not really a TARDIS, but kind of is like a TARDIS. I guess when um, I saw it. Uh, that's that's my dorkish my, my little dorkish <laughs> well i appreciate the doctor who yeah. reference but my thought when <laughs> i saw this was like the you know the the saint john's bridge was i think de- uh, designed by the same architect that made the golden gate bridge and yes, i yes. saw that and i was like oh the gate the gate is like a reference there it's like an in an in reference yeah. to portlanders or something but but yeah that's, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely there's a lot of little like crossover yeah. things like well, the, that whenever you kind of So like, you it. know, the um there there and here's one thing that I really appreciate about the way that you put this artwork together is like you call it the Portland Tarot. And I think for people outside mm-hmm. of Portland, like you know, we have this reputation for just being full of weird people. And you've collected really right, interesting right. people. And so you'd almost think like, oh, it's just a deck full of weird people. But the background and right. even sometimes the foreground is filled with so much imagery of like Portland and the Pacific Northwest and where we are. You know, like you've got the Multnomah right. Falls and the moon, which I didn't even recognize at first until I saw the little bridge. Uh, there's bridges everywhere. It's, it's, it's a bridge deck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you think about, yeah. you know, uh I mean, I came up with the tagline. It's like the bridge to the mm-hmm. divine, right? This tarot can be that, just the uh, the communication, the conduit. Not everyone sees tarot that way, of course. And I think it's perfectly valid to think of tarot as just a, a, a way to self-reflect and get out of mm-hmm. your own head. But, you know, the way I tend to think about it for myself is the as a, as a bridge to the divine, you know? So I it was really fun to explore that. And yeah, like, I mean, the people... There are weird, you know, some weird people in this deck, but there are perfectly normal people in this deck too. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, relatively speaking, I mean, they're friends with me, so I can't attest entirely to their normalness because I'm pretty weird. But um, <laughs> it is, it is, uh, yeah, it is definitely, you know, it's it's a it's people who are just the people of Portland, you know, doing the the various awesome things they do, and I think that we do people think of us as being really weird and. I think the really weird thing about Portlanders, which isn't that weird at all, is that we, in general, appreciate Mm self-expression and everyone having a voice and, um, and, you know, diverse diversity to a point, right? Obviously there's a history of a lack of diversity in Portland that is long being, um, is, is, is long overdue getting dealt with, you know, and there's going to have to be more welcoming inclusion for that to shift and change. But aside from that, I think creatively inclusive, we're certainly known for being more accepting of, you know, uh, people that are, you know, LBGTQIA, you know, the whole, the whole gamut. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's all of it, you know, it's getting longer and longer because because there's so much right, diversity right, in right. How, how gender and sexuality oh. <laughs> are represented. So, you know, that's one thing, at least, we're, I, we're relatively I diverse. I feel like we're also, um, you know, I mean, for me, like, I, I grew up in rural Oregon, and I spent a lot of time living in mm-hmm. southern Oregon. And uh, and as somebody who is not part of a mainstream religion, you know, like, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. pagan. And um, yeah, when having yeah. to hide that all the time... Uh, when you right. when you don't you know when you come to portland like nobody cares no, nobody gives a 
nobody really cares I know they don't give a flip just be do as, they? as pagan as yeah. you want I know that's so nice I grew up in Mississippi oh, it's probably so even better for you I, I had <laughs> it is I I'm among my people I remember you know always going kind of overboard to stand out in Mississippi because I'm like oh right you don't like me well, I'm gonna be uh-huh. in your face about it yeah. you know and I mean I it's funny because I really wasn't that weird by Portland standards, but there I was very odd. People always give me a little side eye and go, you're a yeah. little weird. I I'm like, yep. Yeah, wore it like a that's badge. A, that's a good you point. Know? I think that's kind of how it was for me too. Like I felt like I, yeah, I probably went a little overboard sometimes just to make uh-huh. my point or whatever, but you come to Portland and all of a sudden yes. it's like, there's, there's so no way I'm going to be as and weird as these other people. I just can't do it. I know. I know. And it's funny. Eventually I started to kind of get known in my job for being yeah. a weird one. Still, I still managed to find a way, but after a while, I just, I don't know. I relaxed about it. I am weird compared to some people even that I know, but I am the, I'm a rally point for mm-hmm. misfits. I gather up the misfits and I say, come over here and you're going to have fun and not have to worry about putting on air. You can just be yourself, you know? And I think that comes from having grown up somewhere where I felt like an outsider. Like, Grab a so. saxophone. I'll put you on a tarot card. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Exactly. That's exactly right. And there are some people I've met s- since after that. They're like, I wish I'd met you before so I could have been in your tarot deck. <laughs> um, how did you, I want to, <laughs> so let's do so, a little bit of, I want to hear some origin story stuff. So when did you discover yeah. tarot? How old were you? Uh, um... I feel like I started to really get into tarot, not that, not way too long ago. It was probably, I'm trying to think, um, 2006 or 10 okay, so- or nine. I remember it wasn't really wildly long ago that I really, I, I pulled out some tarot decks and I was really using, I was using them a lot. And I just, I went through this six months where mm-hmm. I was obsessed. I couldn't get enough. I was like getting books from the library and I was doing practice readings on myself and other people anytime I got a chance. And then I was talking to my grandmother about it. Um, and I found out that she used to do tarot really? readings. And she, yeah, and she was known uh, by her neighbors for the person to come to, if you had some a question and she would read from playing cards. Oh, right. So that she also had tarot cards, but she mostly read from playing. Did cards. she use, um, well, I mean, I know that there are, there are different methods for reading from tarot cards. I don't know how much you, you got from her, but, uh, there are methods for mm-hmm. reading from tarot cards that, uh, that in the South are sort of like more kind of descended from like the, the voodoo tradition in some way i don't know i don't think she got she was she says that when she lived in germany um oh my my grandfather was stationed in germany a while and then later my my father was stationed in germany that's where i was Mm -hmm. born um so she learned from a neighbor in germany when she was living on the army base Uh, a a german woman taught her how to do to to read from playing cards so it might even be related to lenormand my mom it huh. might be. Yeah. And so she, she would do that and she was intuitive. So, or psychic or whatever. So she would, um, she said that she would read for people and everything she said she uh-huh. saw would happen within two oh, weeks. So you kind of, you kind of got the weird gene, for, didn't you? You got the, you, I did, I guess so. And I, so I was, I was really surprised by that. And, um, cause we never talked mm-hmm. about it before it was news to me. 
So I thought, okay, so this maybe is passed down a little bit, you know, in, in our lineage. Um, and I'd always been empathic. And, and up until that point, I had been studying with my uh, my teacher and friend, Liliana Barzola of Lotus Lantern Healing Arts. I have a lifetime in therapy because I have a traumatic upbringing, oh, you know, sorry. in my childhood. And so, uh, no, you know, I... It, it, it was a gift in, in a weird, mm-hmm. weird kind of way, right? It, it Somehow it gave me a lot of understanding and, and gifts that I have now because I've been through that. So I don't have any regrets about it. But I went, I would always, like when I went to college, I would seek out counseling. I just knew that I had more to work through internally than your average bear. So I just mm-hmm. did it. <laughs> well, that's responsible <laughs> you know? of you. I, I feel like a lot yeah, of people who... Yeah, because I wanted, I wanted yeah. to be happy. You know, I was like, all odds I'm going to be happy. I certainly am not predisposed toward that with the family I have, but I'm definitely going to get support. And so I did that for a long time. There's a point at which therapy stopped really working for me. And that's when I found Liliana and I learned energy work, energy healing, but mostly energy work Mm -hmm. for myself, the grounding, running my energy, clearing my field. I started to notice that I had other people's energy in my field all the time. And I never really realized that before. It gave me a language for things that I hadn't understood before. So, at that point, when I came into tarot, I felt like I came in with a very, uh, a, a really healthy mindset mm-hmm. around it. I, I, I learned things like um, not taking, you know, not getting in other people's energy field, not reading without permission. Although in the beginning, I was reading about everything oh, right, all the right. time. <laughs> then I realized I'm getting a little obsessive. I need to back off. Um, but learning like boundaries around reading for other people versus reading for myself and and what's healthy and how to engage the cards in a way that is like about creating, um, about being neutral and, and not being biased and all those things. Like how do you engage with these tools in in an unbiased way? So I had a lot of tools coming in and she was getting uh, married and there was, we had a bridal party at a, for a weekend retreat at this lovely, uh, place called Mamers. It's in Monmouth or was in Monmouth. I don't know if it's still Mamers now, but, um, and I was doing like up all night doing readings for everyone at her, her mm-hmm. bridal shower and everyone wanted a reading and she was watching me. She's a psychic. So she's watching me read. And I was just riffing off of riffing on the cards and what I thought they meant. And then I would just clam up and be like, Oh, I'm not sure. I'd go into my logical mind and I would be trying to sort out information and she said stop doing that when you just talk you're right interesting so having like a psychic watch Uh me and see what my flow was helped me trust my flow so whenever I'm 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 a better conduit if I just let whatever's coming in come out of my mouth and not overanalyze it so that was another like stepping stone in developing my gift it was within the first year Mm -hmm. of me reading to have her say actually I'm reading the same thing you're reading and when you when you stop that's when you lose it but when you keep going that, then you're right. And having that reflection was really helpful. So from there, I went, I started doing more readings and I got invited a couple couple years in a row to the World Domination Summit to do readings in a booth, like I had in my booth and I did readings for all these yeah, you know, the- <laughs> bloggers and, and change makers, 50 in oh. a day or 50 oh. in a weekend. <laughs> and it was yeah. great because... I got to really see like, oh, it's, it really is different. I had, I was using my Portland tarot deck. It's not, it's 22 Mm -hmm. cards, you know, and to have 50 people come through and some of them get very similar cards, but I was getting a very different reading for Mm -hmm. each one. 
it showed me that the mic was on. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, so so like a lot of so. times when I do, uh, like I, I haven't actually read for other people with your deck, but I have an idea about that that I that I want to get to in a second. But um, oh uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of times when I do readings for a lot of people, uh, the same card will come up in over and over throughout the evening or the same two yeah. cards or something. And I haven't sat down yeah. and figured out if it's just me noticing a particular card or if it's just so making it like confirmation bias or if it actually shows yeah. up more often. But but given the since I when I, I usually do three card readings, if the same card keeps showing up, even if it's like a cross decks, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't think if you uh-huh. notice it then it oh, means something. Right. If that's you don't true. notice it, okay, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. You know yeah, what I, I mean? Do know what you, mean. you know, like that's my that's my my I really need to start it recording because... it then. I really need to start being like at the end of the night being like, "All right, yeah. tonight's card was like the Queen of Swords or whatever and just try to figure out if the, what that means." But it's just about trusting yourself. That's something I learned yeah. from Liliana is the more playful we are about it, she had this great class she used to teach called a psychic kindergarten. <laughs> That's where I learned all my uh-huh. energy tools. And that was the gist. You know, when you start to get serious about it and intense, that's when it stops working. Yeah. But when you go, when you go lightly and you just trust things that come up, then your intuition get you, you're giving your intuitive self permission to come out and play. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's like, Oh, okay. You're trusting me. So I'll give you more information. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're not putting me in a box, so I'll give you more information. But when it when it's heavy or intense or you're trying too hard, it doesn't work as well. It works better when we're like, I don't know. That could be right. That could be wrong. I'm not sure. Right, right, you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, that... you just, there's no energy. There's no energy on it. Um, so how – at what point – like like there's – in your in your major arcana here, like there's uh, – you know, there's, there's symbolism that's sort of like old – classic tarot symbolism and it's kind of mixed with stuff that Mm -hmm. is you know maybe either your own take Mm -hmm. on the cards or stuff that you were inspired Mm -hmm. by while you're doing the deck but like how much of the major arcana symbolism do you feel like you had to get really familiar with before you dove into making the cards yeah i definitely spent a long time getting very familiar with the traditional writer weight uh symbolism you know and, and imagery um uh, what Pamela Coleman Smith is that? Is that the original artist? Yeah, name? yeah, I, from I, uh, the Rider Waite Smith uh, deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um, did. I would vary on the theme when I would get a download that something needed to be different, or um, like I guess uh, I'm trying to think. I, I was deliberately subversive in some of them. You know, like the Hanged Man is mm-hmm. now the Hanged Woman. Or- the, and that's, uh, that's a, what is the house of the seekers that card number five. um or the high priestess the yeah i really like that one yeah instead of a higher yeah. fan um thank you that that was i mean all of these have like i could go on and on they all have a fun story um and how they were made like the the the, the guy dave markowitz he's a an intuitive uh healer in portland and is he the house um, of the seeker one it was funny we were talking yeah, we were talking about, I, I said, I think I want to do a kind of a Carl Sagan theme. I mean, I know that Carl Sagan wasn't technically spiritual, but he had the sense of wonder about him, yeah. you know, that I, I feel 
makes him probably, he wasn't pushing away people who were spiritual in the way he talked about the universe. And he said, I love that idea. We we're both Star Trek geeks and we were talking about that, uh-huh. we're, you know, like talking about science fiction and science. And, and he's like, yes, I would love to do Carl Sagan. And then the moment he and I got off our talk, he went on Facebook and there was an image of Carl Sagan with a quote that very much fit the theme of the card uh-huh. we were discussing. And in the outfit that we were telling, talking about him wearing that showed up in his Facebook feed, like right after he got off the phone, he sent it to me. He's like, look, this is confirmation (laughs) that we're on the right track. You gotta pay attention to synchronicity, right? When synchronicity happens, you know, you're doing something right or something is working. Yeah. And there was something through the whole project. That's why I feel like this has a life of its own. And that's my theory about deck projects Mm -hmm. in general. You know, when people get a little tap on the shoulder to make a tarot deck or an Oracle deck. I feel like it's a living, breathing entity in the cosmos asking for expression in a specific kind mm-hmm. of way, you know, and I felt that very much with this. It was very guided. Every single thing I did opened up all these opportunities and synchronicities. And it, it was wild. Like the woman in the, um, in the uh, justice card, um, I, she's a friend of mine and I asked her to be in it for various reasons one of them that I did not consciously ask her for, her last name is Balance. What? <laughs> and she's in the Justice card. It's funny, I just had I that card right on the top that. just now. Um, oh, did you? The, yeah. I, yeah. I really... The knitting. I love getting this card. I mean, you know, the, the Justice card in general is a, is a delightful card to read for people because I, I always feel like there's such yeah. this like level of impersonality to it sometimes you know where you're coming across the cards yeah, and yeah. like a lot of the major arcana you got to dig into like deep stuff you know they're not they're yeah, not uh, yeah. they're not usually like really surface cards and then you get to justice and you're like oh this isn't about you <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah 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 but yeah. uh yeah this is a great card and i love the the little bird is that a stellar I know, is, oh that's another funny thing yeah, so I put the bird in there. Just I just felt like the bird wanted mm-hmm. to be there. I didn't really have a good reason for it. And then I did an art show with my first 10 pieces, and I invited Marie, the, the subject, to the art show. And she said, why did you put the blue jay there? And I said, you know, I said, I just had a feeling the blue jay needed to be there. And she says, I've been obsessed with blue jays for the last <laughs> week. I've been getting blue jay totems and everything. Like, it was wild. You know, like I said, things like that happened every single card it was it was pretty mind blowing. It was such a fun journey, and the, the way the deck all started was with the chariot card. Which is the other I, I did. Was... Um, <laughs> Stop. You were holding that. that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> like it's just it's just a thing that happens. Um, <laughs> I've gotten okay. used to it. Um, for the chariot card, uh, my friend Cynthia and I I created this piece. It was my first. I just was creating a piece for the Tarot Art Show at Splendor mm-hmm. Forum. They have a show every year. And it, I created it and it was really funny. The, I, I went into it, I made a digital piece. I was trying to decide if I was going to paint or go digital. I, I'm, I'm going to do digital. And I put this piece in. I'm like, no one's going to care about it. Nobody cares about digital artwork. And I put the piece in. And then at the show, at the opening, I saw people hovering around mm-hmm. the piece. And I was, I was kind of blown away by that. I thought, I didn't think anyone would care. And what's funny is while I was working on this, Cynthia is looking over my shoulder while I'm making it. She says, you should create a Portland tarot deck. And I said, (laughs) you're crazy. I don't have time for that. And then 
afterward, I went, you know what? I'm making a Portland tarot deck. So technically it's this, this card is the inception. Cynthia is like the, the person who put the little bug in my ear and I actually listened uh-huh. to her and did it, <laughs> you know, cause, cause as I really started to feel into it, I went, yeah, there are a lot of people that I would love to like bring their story in. And for me, what I like about making things, I like to bring a bunch of elements in together and see where they cross mm-hmm. over and use that to focus the work. So for me, the challenge and fun was in who's going to be in the card and how does their story connect with the card? What location tells the story of the card? So I want it to be a Portland location. And what Portland themes can I weave into this card somehow? And then I want it to be a little bit every day and a little bit magical. Yeah. I wanted it to feel grounded in every day if I could, but not lose the magic, sure. you know? So I don't want to just be someone just eating their breakfast. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, Portland is a very big brunch it. city, which. It's true. I'm going to have to have a brunch <laughs> card in there for sure. In the, in the minors, but having all of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I felt like I wanted to have that. And then I wanted it to be image symbol right. rich so that if you come back to it, you know, do different readings with it, you might notice one element over mm-hmm. another. So you have plenty to grab onto because I do love beautiful abstract decks, but if they don't have enough there for my brain to chew on, then I can't always really, I can't do an intuitive oh, read yeah, very easily. Yeah. So that I was thinking practically as well about how I did the cards. So, uh, so your second deck, the Sovereign Oracle deck. Yeah. Oh, before we do yes. that really oh, quick. Yeah. Can I show, I did, I did, uh, I just went to my website to show you uh, the image of the card. It was this seven okay. of cups card. and I'm just going to do a share screen here, but you can share Whoa. it. Um, so this was the piece that I, it helped me create a friendship with this gentleman, uh, Leo Daedalus. He kind of looks like a zombie for, David Bowie. Yeah, he's David, he's, this is all inspired by the man who fell oh. to earth. This card, this card. So I had met Leo. He had a show called The Late mm-hmm. Now uh, for, I guess it came out to about five years total. Um, at this point, he was about three and a half years in. And he invited me. Uh, actually, it wasn't him. It was someone else who was a, a mutual connection invited. At, uh, he was looking for a tarot person to get on his show, mm-hmm. his live show. Uh, and I was invited. He didn't even know me. I just came on and everything. He was like fly by the seat of his pants mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, it was really funny. He, he's got a very, um, all of his, he's very smart and sharp and his work is very Dada. So he doesn't care if, if it's a little chaotic. Mm-hmm. Right. So I come in and I, we did a little bit with the Portland Terror on his show and now we were connected. And then I'd been thinking about who I, I wanted to do a seven of cups, David, of Bo, David Bowie inspired piece. And, um, I reached out to him on messenger and I said, Hey, do you, um, would you be interested in being in this card? And it's funny. I had pulled, I had two people in mind and I pulled cards on each one and I got the 10 of cups mm-hmm. with him. So I'm like, okay, I think this needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I need to ask him. So he was busy at the time, but in between whatever he was doing, he would message me little bursts. And he said, I said, I want to do something based on the man who fell to earth. And he says, this is crazy that you're messaging me about this. Because last month, I've been obsessively thinking about what am I going to do art-wise? I'm going to do an art project on the man who fell to earth with the scene that you described. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, well, this is it then. Come along. Let's do this. And so we did this amazing photo shoot. 
uh, a series of photo shoots to create all of these virtual realities with the different themes and of they're the all seven. Him, aren't they? And then of course they are <laughs> all him. So we, this was actually, I don't know, nine tarot cards yeah. in one essentially. Yeah. And I went on an epic photo shoot of the city to get this night shot that you barely see in the background. So (laughs) how did you get there? It looked like you were up above the. I was, yeah, I was at Portland city grill for that shot. I I imagine. So this is the, this is like my, my post about like how that happened. Like this is the, the first, do you see the screen still? Is it? Okay. So, uh, it shows me at my, my showing up at his Mm -hmm. show and then all the inspiration, I was kind of like blade runner Mm -hmm. and a man who fell to earth inspired. And these are all the photos I got of the Mm -hmm. city for that particular Mm -hmm. shoot. And it was amazing. Like I just kept getting these amazing shots that of course I only used one and it was in the background. It was pretty funny. And then we shot with his now wife, Anna, to do some of them and this, these just crazy photo shoots with him dressed up as Indiana Jones and as Socrates and <laughs> you know Adam Ant inspired that, which oh, was pretty hilarious yeah you know so we had a lot of fun and then it it culminated in this this final piece and then we became friends and but we realized we had a lot of creative simpatico mm-hmm. and for for one season I actually quit my business and went as a to on his show and we up leveled the show massively and did a bunch of crazy stuff that was just so fun and we ended up doing three shows and we did it so well that it burned us both out he quit his <laughs> show and I went back to my business you know and we're still friends today so it's pretty it's pretty fun but these are all the different pieces that we did where he's like the pope um you know is watching tiger hidden mm-hmm. dragon uh, Indiana Jones one is really fun. And it could just be cards on yeah, their own. Yeah, and I love right? this. You know? This is like, this is just one card. So much work. I know. To just... So I, I got a new camera just for this card because I really wanted to be able to bl- blow all these pieces up high res. This is Ankeny Square recomposited to right, look like. Right. <laughs> you know. So, anyways, it's just a fun. There was a fun wow. little to wear tights uh, uh, that he. Will, yeah, he, I guess I mean yeah, at that, that was, uh, at that level of effort going to every card, I could see five years. That's why I I know. Well, that's what happened is this project got me more comfortable with uh-huh. the tools, and now I'm even more meticulous. It would, it'll kind of be a problem because then they won't match, <laughs> you know, the original ones. But I had a concept. This one was very much a, a strong concept that I wanted to execute on, and. Um, you know, so I, I had the idea in my head, and I'm a Bowie fan. If you can't tell, I'm wearing my my Bowie shirt and my Black Star Bowie pin. Um, Black Star was an incredible <laughs> album. There, there's so oh much. Oh my god! There's so, so much good. stuff to dig into in that album. Like so many. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but let's talk. So okay, so now let's talk about. Oh, yeah, we gotta let's go to yeah, the sovereign so, oracle. Yeah. Um, oh, I should. How do I stop viewing your screen? Oh, it's my bad. Thank you. Uh, So, first of all, let's talk about the difference between a tarot deck and an oracle deck. I'll let you talk about it because I honestly, I've been doing tarot for a zillion years, but I have never used an oracle deck. Yeah. So, an oracle deck is just conceptually looser, Mm -hmm. usually, or um, has the option to really focus on a specific kind of 
collection of concepts. Um, you know, for some people, Oracle decks work better just because you can do a few things. Like some Oracle decks you draw and there's like a, a core theme and a beautiful piece of mm -hmm. artwork. And then you go read it in the book to get more information. Um, some Oracle decks, the, 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 the text is on the card, you know, and it's, it's meant to be easier for people. They don't feel like they have all the tradition in the way okay, for them. Sense. They can just access it conceptually really much more mm -hmm. simply. Um, but, you know, I feel like you can do the same thing with a tarot deck and I designed my tarot deck to work where you just draw a card and you open the book and you trust your but there intuition, is still, you know, but I, but I see, I get what you're saying. Like there is still a lot of, uh, like symbolic and, uh, traditional yeah. baggage associated with tarot. Like I, and I think that that yes. does act as a barrier for entry for a lot of people where they, they approach the tarot and suddenly right. there's like, like I have to remember the meanings of all these different cards and you know what I mean? There's so much pressure right. to do it a right way. And then, uh, yes, and exactly. then the spiraling never stops. Like you get into it, you start to get into like what the Golden Dawn did with the tarot, or like the builders of the Adiatum stuff, yeah. or like the Kabbalah, or like there's so much crap shoved into right. tarot that people and people think oh, they yeah. need to yeah. really be an expert to engage with it. And and so Oracle decks are like a lot more easy access. Okay. And I hadn't really been. Draw, drawn to create an Oracle deck before this one. Um, it, it's, it's designed for creative pursuits and business pursuits. And I, you know, have you ever seen the little angel cards? It's like just a word and it's a little teeny tiny card and it's just a word. And you yeah. can, I, those are like I a common little those. card that people give, give away. So this, so this deck has, um, oh, they're little. Oh, it's upside down. They're uh -huh. really tiny. And it's meant to be like used on okay. the go, like just to, you know, take it with you, use it at a coffee shop, um, use it at your desk. And there are three phrases on it. So, or statements, and one may jump out for you. Maybe all three will, or maybe just mm -hmm. the word. Um, I created this deck. I started out, I made 30 cards through moo.com and I was handing them out at, at networking okay. events. Because I have a specific way of, of doing my business. It's very spirit led and people knew me for that. And I would use it as a conversation starter. And it had 30 core concepts that tend to come up in my work with people, with creative people, with mm. um, uh, spirit led entrepreneurs. And so people liked it so much. I'd been thinking I would make a deck out of it eventually, but kept, people kept asking me, when are you going to make a deck? When are you going to make a deck? And so I made a 93 card deck 93. with all, all these concepts okay. in there. And um, so, you know, like offer, story, spirit, connection, hunger, mentorship, things that, you know, uh, co-creation, desire, thing, things that come up in creative, mm -hmm. creative work. And the, the gist behind the deck is that I wanted something to help me get unstuck when I'm working on a project. What do I need to focus on next? And I wanted to use it with my clients as well, because creative people, we get stuck in the funniest mm -hmm. places, Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and some of them, like if you're spirit led, you know, I know business owners, like I'm waiting for the download. And so there might be a card in there that it's like, actually stop waiting for the download, just go do something, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> so, um, all the things that I see people struggling with on the, 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 ver the various, um, the spectrum of creating a business, the spectrum of creating artwork and writing, um, 
And yeah, and I've now I, I kicked, I did an Indiegogo for that early in the year. I think I've sold through half of the stock I got on that. I got a thousand decks and I'm probably almost halfway well, through them. Congratulations. That's great. And, yeah, I know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's been very I'll totally popular. Put a, I'll put a link um, to that in the show notes so anybody who's listening can go yeah, click on that. Please. But yeah. I'll, I'll draw a card really quick just to give okay, a sense it'll, of it. Maybe it'll so, help us finish, finish the episode. Yeah. So here's uh, the card I drew. Expression. Expression. Your creative soul beckons you to create something tangible. Wait no longer. What you wish to make wishes you to make it. Like the Portland Tarot. Tell us the truth with beauty. I love that, so, that, that, that line, what you wish to make wishes you to make it. I think that that... Yeah. Uh... I mean, in my, so in my, like, um, you know, I guess spiritual work, I don't, I, you know what? I really don't enjoy using the word spiritual very much. I totally get it. It comes with baggage. Yeah. I think that we, we tend to put associations I associate with it. it with the phrase no. spiritual, but not religious. S. Beaner. Yes. Yes. <laughs> which, yeah. which to yeah, me yeah. is like, it's like the laziest form of spirituality, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to rant. I, what I'm going to say is like in my spiritual work. <laughs> Uh, there is a lot of creation, right? I do a lot of um, yeah. ceremonial magic, and uh, and that involves mm. a lot of like creating stuff, like you're creating amulets or talismans yeah. or putting together stuff. And I've been doing a lot more of it lately, which has involved a lot of craft, arts and crafts. But this this concept mm -hmm. of uh, so there's like this concept of like timing, where where the time at which you do something, whether it's tied to like planetary days or whether it's tied to like an an astrological conjunction or or whatever i can't remember the right word for it but you know there's always like this essence yeah, of like yeah. that time is when a thing is supposed to like, be created or supposed to happen right. so so uh, right. i like that line a lot that's a that's a good one yeah thank you i i, I tend to think of ideas you know that's how all these decks mm -hmm. have come to me i feel like they're they're i'm just a conduit for them Sometimes I, I read stuff or, or see stuff and I think, yeah, that if it was just about me, it wouldn't have yeah. happened, you know, kind of talking about not not being a genius, but being with genius. Oh, and, totally. I mean, it goes back to you know, what genius originally meant, you know, I mean, it was a it was yeah. a guiding spirit. It wasn't it wasn't. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That's it. I like that. That's and that's the way I feel about these projects. That's why all the synchronicity <laughs> happens. It's, it's outside of me. I just have to show up and do the work and let the next thing happen and the next thing. And I think that's you know overall like my big message to creative people and 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 you know mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and business owners is just take a step and the next step, aligned action, and then it 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 doesn't matter how big it is you translate it from one moment mm -hmm. to the next and you let all the co-creative forces come into your world to, to bring it to fruition. And you don't have to know how it's going to come together. It just will, if you show up for it, you know? So uh, I guess that's a good overarching I, theme right, for today's discussion. <laughs> uh, okay. So all this ties. So, so the sovereign Oracle itself, like it ties into your, it ties into the sovereign spirit, right? It ties into the brand strategy yeah. company. It, it, yeah, I give these as gifts to my new clients for mm -hmm. sure. You know, and it I, it's a nice tool I can sell. If someone's not going to work with me at the very least, I can give them a tool uh -huh. to work with. Um, people share with me all the time that they use it for a daily card draw to kind of set the, the energy uh -huh. for the day. Um, and I've heard uh, people tell me it helps them get unstuck. And that's kind of my, if, if I had like one mission is just to like get people to creatively express themselves and not put so much in the mm -hmm. way of that. 
So it's part of my business's mission, honestly. Like as a brand strategist, really what I'm doing is helping people get clear on what their creative now go out there and be seen for it so that we can hire you, you know, and that's the hard part for people is being visible because we have all kinds of baggage as as empaths and um, creators around that that's societally embedded in us. It's, you know, maybe past lives. So trying to break through all of that, it's, it's the deeper work. It's not just about creating a brand. It's really about going inward and figuring out what is inside of you that needs to be expressed on the outside so people can be drawn to you. And that's the core work that I do with people. So there's a huge healing component to it, a mentorship component. It's not really, I used to do the things Mm -hmm. for people. And now I guide people on how to um, create something that's cohesive and as a business that they feel fully expressed in. And then how do they communicate that with their ideal clients? That's what I do a lot of. So I use this card, this deck as a tool for supporting them. I like that that message. That's a good... uh... I mean, I personally struggle with um, the idea of like doing any work. Right? I, 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 doing work is probably the right wrong way to put it, but like having a job or an income. Like, I, I'm not right. always very comfortable right. with the concept of it. I'm not really comfortable doing yeah. it, and I and it's hard to, you know, and it feels like so much of that is always so surfacey. So right. that's a, that's an right. interesting spin that you're putting on it or an interesting approach that you're having to it where it's like a deeper connection yeah. or sort of like a more full or more true reflection of what's inside the person. Yeah. I think giving giving yourself permission mm-hmm. to be seen in your genius, I think historically we're afraid to do that because we stand out in the mm-hmm. wrong way. We get kicked out of the out of the yeah. tribe. You know, it's a survival instinct. Yeah. And we think, we often, I think, think there's a red herring where we think we don't want to have a business, official business or make money or, you know what I mean? Like we think we don't want to be visible because it's out of integrity Mm -hmm. for us when really what's happening, it's, that's actually a story that we kick up to hide the fact that we're actually afraid to be seen. Yes because we're afraid to get kicked out of the tribe or someone to say, you're crazy. What the hell are you doing? What gives mm-hmm. you the right, you know? And ultimately like it's our job to give ourselves permission because we just deserve to do it. Like that's our, our birthright is to be expressed and to be fully realized and to thrive and to make money is, you know, as it. thinking of money energetically versus, um, just this consumer, this blind sure. consumerism. Yeah, actually, you know? no, I, I think I've seen that theme more often these days. But, but also, yeah, that, I think it's uh, in the one of the things you're talking about there. I think uh, tied back to something that we talked about right at the beginning. When we were talking about like the experience of moving to Portland, and sort of like having, yeah. uh, all of a sudden, e- even passively, like the permission to sort of like be more of yeah. who we are, since it since we weren't yeah. sticking out in the tribe anymore. Right. Like you come to Portland and your weirdness doesn't make you a thing that's going to kicked out of the tribe as much. You you could still do it. Right. You could still do it if you really wanted. But yeah, but uh, that's that's interesting. That's that that's uh, you sort of, I think, took that um, experience. And instead of just sort of relaxing into it, you explored it and you're like, Mm -hmm. what does this actually mean? And then you did. So that's that's uh, that's impressive. 
Yeah. yeah, thank you. I I feel like that's just kind of what I've always done since I was a kid. That for whatever reason, my life experience made me kind of go, "Hey, wait! Oh, you're saying that person is weird? They need to come over here. I'm going to show them that that's cool." <laughs> you know? Well, thank you for doing and, that. <laughs> and that's kind of the com- thank you. That's my that's my thing. And and I've been I found a way to be safe in it. And I realized the key was just deciding that I'm I believe in myself and I give myself permission. And when I started to do that, everything around me changed. I got less flack, mm-hmm. you know, because I just walk around like, this is how it's done. <laughs> and so I try to do my best to model that for other people and influence them to believe they can do that well, too. <laughs> I like that message a lot. How can people find um, sure. find you and contact you about this, like on the web or, or whatever? Yeah. So um, the Portland Tarot is theportlandtarot.com. That's, that's that. Um, that my, I need to update that site. It's been up for a million years, but the portlandarrow.com, don't forget the the okay. at the beginning. And then um, Sovereign Oracle, if you go to sovereignoracle.com and it's spelled S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N, Sovereign, people have a little hard time with that sometimes, it forwards to my Indiegogo page where I'm still selling the deck from because I had a successful campaign that let me continue okay. to sell the, the deck there and it's the easiest way. So that is... Uh, mm-hmm. on there. And then my business is sovereign spirit dot biz dot B I Z. That's if you're, if you're interested in looking at the, at the soul branding. And component. I will put all of those uh, links in the show notes. Uh, and those of you who are too lazy to look at the show notes are just going to have to figure out how to spell sovereign yourself. Yeah. Just, just look it up and you can find me on Facebook okay. too. I'm, I have, facebook presence there just look for me and i'm there well thank you so much for coming on the podcast this was great i uh i i've been thinking about having about contacting you for so long because i've been so impressed with the portland tarot and then when i went and looked at the stuff you were up to i was like well this is this is going to be a more interesting conversation than i was expecting and i was right (laughs) yeah i know we could have gone on for hours i really enjoyed chatting with you eric thank you so much for inviting me Thank you for listening to My Alchemical Bromance. You can find us on the web at myalchemicalbromance.com. You can find us on Stitcher and iTunes and YouTube and uh, maybe Spotify. You can support us if you'd like to. In fact, we would love for you to support us through the Arnomancy Patreon. You can find a link in the show notes or on the website. It's patreon.com slash Arnomancy for just a buck a month. Uh, Tune in next time, and I hope that you guys are having a wonderful holiday season, so um, relax, enjoy some time with your family, and we'll see you soon. Oh, man.